Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where we help you hack your personal brand for visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am so excited to be joined by Bomani Mintz. Bomani previously worked at LinkedIn, where he sourced $3.5 million in revenue and scaled resources that helped thousands of LinkedIn global customers be successful. Building Crave It is Bomani's dream come true, blending his experience in the food space for over 10 years, plus his experience in the tech industry. Bomani is also a retired athlete, previously a competitive swimmer. I did not know that. But now uh, he translates that into a passion for fitness by working out over 300 times a year in order to be, eat great food. That's crazy. Bomani, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Claire. Super pumped to, to be here with you today. And thank you yeah. for the opportunity. I'm so excited. So to give the listeners just a little bit of a backstory. So Bomani and I met, You, it was at a Founder University event with Jason Pelicanis. Yes. And it was in September 2019 in San Francisco. And I remember that you were behind me in line. For like food or something. Food is mm -hmm. always something we talk about. And I was just, I was nervous, hadn't really met a lot of people. And I was just like, I turned around and I'm like, hi, introduced myself. And that's how we met. And we've been, we've stayed yeah. connected ever since. And I went to your launch, beta launch in June yeah, here in yeah, LA. Yeah. So anyway, I've just, I'm so happy that we've stayed connected this whole time. And I'm so and we're excited. we're in the same I'm city finally, now. I know. It's so exciting. So I know about your business, but no one else, you know, knowing that the listeners may not know about it. So tell yeah. me, I want to know, tell me a little bit about the business and then how you came up with it, why you decided to do it. Yeah. My passion is really for, uh, two things, food and as well as connecting people. And I thought there was a huge opportunity to do both in the same platform. So Crave It is a social app for food lovers. We are making it easy for people to figure out what and where to eat without having to use Instagram, Uber Eats, Yelp, and also to have a place where they know what their friends love to eat and what they want to try, whether it's recipes or restaurant recommendations. This has definitely been like a long journey for me to go full time to really embrace this. And it started years ago, just simply using Instagram as a platform to help restaurants advertise their dishes because we eat and see with our eyes for what we want to eat. I started in, and I was pushing towards that as a go, just for the fun of it. Yeah. And I know that you, you've recently changed. I, I feel like when we went back in 2019, it was a little different than it is now. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, we changed strategy. Like initially what our go to market strategy was like, let's get a ton of restaurants on the platform. And then let's get a ton of dishes and then let's go after people that love food to be a part of the platform and find some of the best dishes uh, in their area, in their city easily. What we discovered through 2020 is that yes, we could do that, but a lot of restaurants really needed support in uh, community-based understanding like what their food is, how to connect with individuals. And right now with all of the delivery services and pickup platforms, very transactional. And food, quite frankly, isn't supposed to be trans. It's community-driven, it's social, uh, it's things people love to talk about. So we decided to really focus on the social 
allowing our community to publish content on our that they're eating, whether it's homemade recipes or dishes from restaurants to give people a place to get inspired around what and where to eat and to be able to connect over the food in regards to how did that food taste? Who can you tag in this dish that also might be interested in the food as well? Some recommendations for food always carry more weight. Yep. Three to five stars on Yelp, which is arbitrary. Is that meaning it's good for parking? Do they have valet? Is the staff yeah. good? Is the food like what goes into that number? No one can really talk about. So that's one of the things we really leaned into moving that's forward. Awesome, yeah. Because I could definitely, I know, I, I don't know if you remember, but I have a gluten allergy. And so sometimes it's really hard to figure out like, who around me can deliver food that ha that is gluten-free and tastes good. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for certain types of food. I love Thai, I love Chinese, but sometimes those can be a little tricky with gluten-free. So you, but you, so you want to know you're not just picking some random place. Is it really good? Who else has been there? And so that's really awesome. Cause yeah, you don't always know if you don't have that recommendation. And I think yeah, we were definitely in that position in 2020. So that is a really good, I think, a really good pivot. I see that amazing value yeah. in that. Yeah, we're still going to um, bring back like the discover by dish and taste profile. But for right now, this is a, a great platform for you to be able to document your food journey and connect with other food lovers. So more more things to come for product features and, and updates in, in 2022. Awesome. So what, I mean... Did you always have a dream of being an entrepreneur and starting your own business? Or did this kind of just, you felt that there was a need and you're like, I'm going to do it. Like what happened? Yeah, that's, I wouldn't say I always, I think it was like in the back of my mind. Like, I think like growing up, I wanted to be like top dog in the corporate ladder at like a major mm -hmm. company. But I also like in the back of my mind had, what if I had my own like company? the founder and CEO of that. And I think like throughout like my adolescence interest in business sort of continued to play on both sides of that fence. And as I started diving deeper in my professional career, I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to do my own thing. I want to own my own company. I want to make my own impact, but I need to be able to work through some of the corporate world in order to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to, so this is the personal brand, powerful personal yes. brand podcast. So we, I would definitely love to hear about being a founder. I, I hear this a lot. We work with a lot of angel investors and, and VC and private equity firms. Sure, and we hear yeah, yeah. a lot that the, they fund the founder. And I mean, I've heard that a lot. And obviously yeah. your personal brand is that. Right. How have you, have you consciously constructed your personal brand knowing that or was it more organic it was definitely more organic uh i would say that it shifted to being like very thoughtful i think it has a lot to do with what do i want to accomplish as an individual in my life yes i want to change the world through food but in that process i also want to uplift people mm -hmm advice, feedback that has nothing to necessarily do with my company, but those are core values. And I want to make sure that uh, doing podcasts as I'm doing, as I'm doing statuses on LinkedIn and Twitter, that's conveyed because that's something near and dear to like my heart. 
So yeah, I think it's very much more intentional on like how I'm thinking about doing that, but I've always been that way, but now it's like a lot more regimented. And then like my director of marketing is just amazing. Document the journey. That's something I'm always like working on because you're so focused on the future. Like you really look, and I'm just fortunate to have someone on our marketing team to be like, hey, here's what we've accomplished. Let's highlight this. Let's put this in a blog post. Let's talk to people. And people really enjoy that because we see oftentimes result like funding raised or this company went public or X number of users happened during that process. People want to hear mm -hmm. the journey, just get to Z without, you know, going through ABC, you know, right. so we're really trying to highlight that more the journey. And then I also want to inspire people. So again, like it's a combination of like intentional and just like organic at the same time. Have you found that's helped you get funding? Have, have people heard about you through your personal brand and they came to you and said, Hey, I want to talk to you about this funding round or. Yeah. Hurt, which is positive. <laughs> yeah. I think just leaning more into it, I, I think is helpful because I think the reality of the world that we're in, right, with the internet is it's that stamp of approval, verification. Okay. If somebody social reaches proof. out to me cold, yeah, the social proof, it's like, how many followers do they have? Do I, does anyone know them that I know? Okay. No, uh, I don't know if this is a person for me or, or if that validation is there. It's like, oh, like now this person legit, it's taken more seriously. Like I can die as a person that stuff's available. It's out there. It's you versus just having a blank slate. So I definitely mm -hmm. think it's 100%. So you definitely, with Crave It, you've been doing this for a while. How many years now? So I started? went full time in 2019. Okay. Yeah. So I think we over, met like, like right after when you quit your full time job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So super early. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like two and a half or so years. Obviously elevated the the product and raised some capital and yeah things that things have definitely changed in the last two years. I'm down in L.A. That's, now too with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, so I want to know like how have things changed as far as raising funds because I've seen it as far yeah. as the, the, your go-to-market strategy, like there's so many things that are different and it's ever evolving. 20 yeah, years, yeah. you could actually get funded off a napkin. We joke about that. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Your idea, you didn't have, and, and now they're, they want to know, they want to know all of these things. And how has yeah. it changed from when you started in 2019 to now? What advice would you give somebody that, that is, wants to found, found their own company? What advice would you give them when they're going for a raise now versus when you were starting mm. in 2019? So I think one of the things that isn't really talked about that should be talked about a lot more is that the reality of raising venture capital or capital today is it's very network driven. So like before you even go out and raise capital, ideally you want to build those relationships, whether it's mm -hmm. like, Hey, I have an idea. What do you think? Or this is like a high level overview, rough draft of a deck. Can you poke holes in it? Can I pitch you my idea and why you wouldn't invest or like why you would invest that ammunition before you go out and build a product before you quicker and faster. And then you also have those relationships because it is a relationship business. So you have to think it does take some time and it's very seldom, like it's dating. It's very seldom you have the first day and you're like, this is the one like, okay, we're ready. You know, that repetition. So that would be like some of the advice 
that I would give it to anyone that's like looking to build a company or to raise like or even like angels. I like then, that because I never really thought about because I, I I've heard that the whole, the informational interview, if you want to like yeah. get into a certain field, that's always was something that I was told to do. And yeah, I never thought yeah. of doing that with an angel investor, just saying, Hey, no strings, just can you poke holes in it? Like you said, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. great feedback. Yeah, it's something that I think it's something that be very important. Even like now I still do that. I'm always like trying to perfect my pitch, get it better, get it tighter, get new feedback. It's like being a founder, and I, I say this like often, it's like in school semester and you're presenting your final project, but you're presenting that over and over again. And every time you're doing it, there's a little like hole or a little tweak. And it's like constantly evolving, tweaking, but you're getting better and better. And you're learning right. so much along the way. Yeah. Sometimes that I, I know for me, sometimes that when you hear the feedback, sometimes the lessons were a little like, oh, because it is personal, right? Super like personal. a little bit of a gut punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's much different pitching a product or service from, from a company that's not yours versus you. Cause you're in it in the day to day, you created it, you have the team as much as it, you want to keep it business. It's also, also think about it personally too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. That is really great. That is a great advice for somebody. So how do you think the world has changed from 2019 to now, as far as mm. go, going for a raise? Do you, do you think it's changed? I think it's changed quite a bit in the sense of the way in which you can raise capital beforehand, primarily like you would ideally want to have in-person meetings. You would go to the funds, you would have lunch or coffee face to face, which mm -hmm. often takes time, right? To have a coffee or a face to face meeting, it's at least now, right? Especially if something's going well, it could turn into two and a half hour conversation, which is great. Cause you, at that point you really, and the idea and you can see it through. It's changed now 30, 20 minute meetings, which ultimately mm -hmm. in some sense is more effective, but also it's very much more transactional. And if you have a 30 minute meeting that whoever you're connecting with at minute 25 is already meeting. So it becomes a lot more transactional to build a personal relationship off that meeting. And it's very hard mm -hmm. to like really dive in, in that amount of time, especially because it's very very quick and you might, you know, not be your best right away. So there's those factors, which ultimately has made it easier to get in front of people. But I think the quality of the relationship at times has decreased unless there's continuous follow-up meetings, then you build that over. I think it's a lot harder to build relationships in 30 minutes or less. If that's the focus, if that's not the focus, then sure. Keep it transactional. It's more effective. Mm -hmm. You can have eight to 10 meetings back to back. So it, it, it all depends, but I definitely think that personal relationship is, has been lacking for people that don't have those in the space right. too, to build those. Do you those. think that you can build like a, a personal relationship through like social media or do you, would you advise that would, would, I guess the question is, does yeah, social yeah. media help with funding, especially now that everything's virtual? Do you think it does? Yeah, it definitely does. 
definitely does if you know how to use it in that way. So mm -hmm. like the social media brands is like the validation to drive interest and engagement. The posts that you create, the tweets or whatever is to keep that engagement. And then the DM to like filter one-to-one, -one. uh, that can where that purpose is let's jump on a call and let's get to know each other more or let's meet. I just had three meetings yesterday with people that I had met via the Twitter community and they're in LA and I'm like, let's meet in person. Like we've had some sort of dialogue online. Let's get offline and meet in person. I you the world of a difference that makes. So like my focus now is like building online relationships to take them offline in person, whether it's founder, a VC, an angel, like it's a whole different relationship being in person, face to face, the walls broken down. We don't have this screen. We don't have to easily just leave after 15, mm -hmm. 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You're sitting down with somebody. It's can kind of lower the level of the wall. So right. yeah, I definitely think it's helped. I definitely think it's That's helped. Yeah. So what, what is interesting that, to hear you say about networking being so important is that is actually one of the, an angel investors that we work with. He, that is one of his biggest pieces of feedback that he gives founders mm, yeah. is how important networking is. That's actually one of his kind of pillars on his blog is how important. And, and that is one of the things that we always talk about with him. So yeah. great to hear that you see the value in that too. It is amazing. You're networking really anything, whether you want to get a job, find out about a, even getting an apartment or a house. If your network yeah. knows and say, Hey, I heard of something and yeah, it's, it's even getting a date. <laughs> <laughs> extremely yeah the network is extremely important that's another reason why I, I loved working at linkedin and wanted to work at linkedin because i understood that at an early age in college and my professional like portfolio of experience with people and closed yeah. mouths don't get fed if you don't tell people what you like need that. or what you're interested in you're passionate about or what you need help with no one knows because they're not in your head <laughs> right so uh, there is a question that I've been wanting to ask you for a long time. So after we okay. met, uh -oh. I remember because we've been connected for a while and I saw like you did a pot, you were on a podcast and I watched it and you said something that kind of bothered me at the time. Oh, okay. And I want to get your feedback now because I know that your yeah. life is very different. And I remember uh -huh. that you were, someone was talking about work-life balance. And uh -huh. you were just saying, basically, it's when you're a founder, it's just work. Uh, there is no yeah, yeah, yeah. social life. And I was like, uh -huh. no, you've got it wrong. <laughs> and that was, so I want to know, Yeah. and I think I do know the answer to this, but how have you, has your idea about work-life balance, has it changed? Uh -huh. Do you think it's all just work all the day, every day, or do you make sure that you have time for yourself and other things that you want to do? I'm glad you brought that up. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I do know I mentioned something about the sacrifice of like birthdays, like holiday oh. around that and weddings. So I actually don't believe in a work-life balance. I believe in balance. So like work is like one component of like your life, right? It's like, like a sliver of the pie. How much percentage of it? your life is work. And then the other things I think like I've, I'm very structured. So I've built in that, what you would call like work-life balance. Like every morning I work is like the 300, like you mentioned in the beginning, like every morning I have, 
I make sure I work out and I meditate and have a cup of coffee mm. and I go on a short walk with my fiance and our dog. Like, and starts at the end, uh, even before the like work day starts too. I now have a journal of like, I write two or three things I'm thankful for in the morning. And then at the end of the day, I'll sign off. I'll write two or three things that I'm thankful for as well. So I think like my life balance is part of it, but definitely I think you have to carve out things. I do still believe like there's different points, like accept everything like for reasons or like your fundraising that you can't go to this party or you can't go to this wedding. I still definitely believe in that, but I also believe like even now more so with like how 2020 was like the ability to disconnect literally from the screen, like mm-hmm. to go on a walk, go on a hike, clear your mind. I think that's important, like almost like now more, more than ever. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's like balances yeah. to your overall life. Right. However you I, want to put that really, pie up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think what people struggle with the work-life balance is the fact that work doesn't ever seem to end. So you're always, Mm. things are popping up. The the team will text me early in the morning, late in the evening, whenever kind of they're online. Uh, So I get that. But at the same, I feel for us, our day ends probably between five and six when we go on a dog walk. Cause you come back, Uh I'm going to go back to work, but I still work, but I'm not in front of my computer, like physically working. And Mm. I think for me that 2020 highlighted the need for making sure that you made connections with people because mm, i feel yeah. like that because you couldn't go and see people so you're like i'm going to schedule a zoom and and i can't totally. tell you how many family zooms we did and things <laughs> like that where we'd never done it before and yeah I, yeah we yeah. literally lost my father-in-law last year and oh. we we were all like thank god we did so many zooms with him yeah yeah and i think for me that was like that's one of the things it's no you know what why wait yeah relationships are so key yeah they're so key because that is networking too your family yeah they do yeah 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 awesome so i'm glad to hear that you're trying to a little more balance in there yeah balance is definitely key yeah yeah definitely like with my interpersonal relationships and just like family continuing to like slice that pie up yeah. Super important to have the, the balance of everything. Your family's in DC. Right? In DC. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like the only person out West and I've yeah. been out West for almost like 10, I haven't lived on these coasts in almost 10 years now. Yeah. So you have to carve that time to go see. Totally. Them. Yeah. Sundays are usually like uh family call time too, on top of doing work, but it's more of self-reflection, getting ready for what's working, where do we need to improve? Got to connect with some friends, got to connect with some family, got to meal prep, yeah. got to stretch. So you're a meal prepper too? Workouts. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. You are very regimented. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. No, but that's yeah, good. Yeah. I'm sometimes it's, like, I'm super impressed because yeah. I'm sometimes yeah. like, damn it, I'm hungry. I have nothing to eat. And I know that you should never be in that position. <laughs> <laughs> It happens to me sometimes too. I didn't meal prep this Sunday. I had to do it Monday. So I I was in that situation. Yeah. 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 I too. (laughs) Yeah. We have you, you work from home, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you can be like meal. I don't know. For me, for when I think of meal prep, I think of making like a big meal that I can split up. Not mm -hmm. necessarily like cooking chicken, cooking rice and putting it in a bowl. Like I make tortilla soup and we made, so we boiled the chicken, made tortilla soup with the stock and then made chicken enchiladas. Yeah. Out of like the, yeah, the yeah. one chicken. So that's how I meal prep. Not necessarily cool. like super, super healthy because there's cheese and stuff. That's how I meal prep. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yeah. So I should probably get on Crave it and start taking more of those, taking some photos. Yeah, let's see your homemade meals. They sound delicious yeah. already. I'm sure other people would resonate with that as well. I don't know if you know the recipe links. Actually, I have a blog where I have all those. I used to have, a, if you go back on my YouTube channel, you can see all my videos that I created. So oh I have my, my tortilla gosh. soup video. I have, oh. I was doing food blogging. So okay, I have like this all is of it. that stuff. Yeah, well, you've got to get on there ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> expand your brand reach your your person yeah so are there any are there any founders or people that maybe they're the way that you saw them or maybe they're personal friends of yours are there people that you like admire whether it's their personal brand or their work-life balance or mm. how they network is there was something is there someone you admire and why yeah i I would say there's a couple of people that I admire. I think first and foremost, like one of the people I admire the most is like my director of marketing, Ish Verduzco. Mm -hmm. He's just an incredible marketer. Uh, he's self-published author. He connects with the community. He's, you know, very plugged into futuristic things like NFTs, right? He can really tell a story but he can also market it to the right people and get them to respond, build conversations, build communities. So that's, and I'm just blessed that as a part of my team here at Crave It. Uh, another is also really awesome of uh, Career Karma. Harris, just like great brands, always publishing content, motivational pieces, just documenting the journey of being a founder. I also love, and this is, this might be a little controversial depending upon who, if people like this person or not, but I love how Elon Musk is just kind of great attitude. Like he is who he is, but I love like, Elon, the, cause for yeah, that exact I, reason. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he's definitely someone. And then just like the way like Tesla markets, their product is just, it's just, it's, it's just beautiful. They don't sell you on it. It's, I want this, but I didn't even know I wanted this. And wow. Like now there, the list goes on. There's a couple of people out that I'm forgetting, but there's definitely other people like even in the founder ecosystem, as far as like startups, like I follow a lot of motivational poetry and speeches. And I like repost those because I think they're so yeah. relevant, not only just for like founders, but for like people in general, as far as like self-loving reflection, not being too hard on yourself, continuing to keep going and persevering. Right. So yeah. And then like how I built this, I know that's not like a, a person, so to speak, guy rock, that stuff, as far as like people that I follow and loves to see the journey that are founders as well. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people you've touched upon this about how the, with the people that you like and what they do with their online presence and their personal brand and what you like to do. I think a lot of people don't think about telling their story 
And storytelling is so important to getting con to connecting with people. And, and, and it's not always easy being a founder yeah, and starting your own business and that kind of thing. And I think sometimes just pulling that curtain back and saying, Hey, yeah, this is what was hard because then when everyone else deals with their issues, they're like, wow, I'm not alone. And I think that's yeah. one of the, one of the beauties, I think that a lot of, I've personally been seeing this trend probably started in 2019, definitely in 2020, where people have pulled back the curtain a lot more and they've shown yeah. their, their difficulties. And I think yeah. that is so much easier to connect with than perfection. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think it's starting to to change, which is positive, right? Because the sort of the way in social started, it was like, let's just show everything positive in your life. And if you don't, it's not meant for that from a post standpoint. I have seen, I think the one thing that stories did from a Snapchat perspective and just like Instagram is that people are documenting their pieces day by day and that's slowly coming into like story form mm -hmm. whereas like twitter is a little bit different right if you do a tweet like it's a thread of i have a status like i'm not i'm feeling low today what are things that you need to what helps you get energized and people comment so i think that mask like you said is coming off because everyone doesn't have great days and it's also important to like truly have a community and have support because it, right. it kind of comes full circle you can yeah. help someone else out as well i love that Oh, awesome. I, it's interesting because I feel like the conversations we had, because we haven't talked that much in between the 2019 and, and yeah, now really, I feel like you have evolved so much and become much oh, more grounded. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. And, and, That's good to hear. Yeah, I really do. I feel like when I first met you, we were all struggling, right? We're, it's nervous. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to, you know, pitch our businesses. It's like, you have all these things going through your head. So like you have do or that die. kind of yeah. layered on, but at the same time, I feel like once you, it's trial by fire, like all this stuff. And you're just like, if I just let all of this affect me without centering myself, without finding inspiration in things, without yeah. finding people that kind of inspire me to keep going, to get through the tough days. I agree. That is what I did yeah. in 2020. I basically was like, I'm done with all these perfect people. And I went to people that were like, <laughs> I did. I literally had a you cleanse from Instagram. I couldn't deal with Instagram. I went yeah. more towards LinkedIn where it, you, were, you were dealing with people that were dealing with their business stuff and were a little bit yeah. more real. There is still a little bit of perfection going on. But so I don't, so where, if someone wants to find more about you, Bomani, where can someone find out about you? Yeah, all the socials. I'm on LinkedIn, Bomani Mints. I'm on Twitter, Bomani Mints, aka Mr. Future Food. I'm on Instagram. My Instagram's really funny because it's, I don't post that often, but I post, I do, it's Bo underscore life 90. Find me on Crave It at Bomani. You can get Crave It in the, the App Store and uh, Google Play Store as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited and I'm, oh my gosh, and I'm, thanks I'm for having very me. excited to, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to learn more about all the stuff that you have going on and, and we definitely need to connect in person because we have not yes, done that since you've over been in LA. food, of course. Yes. It's a must. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast. I hope that you got a lot of great 
personal branding information and information if you are also a founder from Bomani from this conversation. And I will see you in the next episode.